So hello everyone, I am here with Irie Selkirk and this is our first installment of our Bloom and Elix sort of podcast slash video cast. So I'm so excited to have Irie here because in my mind she is one of the pioneers and experts in the psychedelic space. I met her through my work in the cannabis industry. So thank you so much for joining me today, Irie. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I'm really happy to talk to you. And you're based in Toronto right now. Yes, yes, we are. We are in Toronto. Amazing. So I'm going to just get right into what you do. So if you could just give me like a quick elevator pitch for what you're doing currently in the psychedelic space. And then I want us to take a deep dive into all of those facets. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've been working as a patient advocate and educator and healthcare professional educator for um, over a decade now with different natural medicines. Uh, that journey began with cannabis and now has um, brought us to psychedelics, specifically working with psilocybin right now. So um, we have founded three different companies in this space that we are having this mushroom conversation in. Our first is a retreat based in Jamaica, which is called Rise Wellness Retreat, where we offer a integrated wellness program that offers a microdose of psilocybin uh, with the programming, uh, as well as an optional macrodose for people that would like to do so. And we run that monthly in Jamaica. Um, we're currently on hiatus right now and we'll be getting back down there soon uh, and relaunching for 2021. So I'm very excited to, uh, to get back down there. Um, and in the meantime, currently um, in Toronto, which is actually just down the hall down there, we have a cafe called A Good Mushroom. So A Good Mushroom exists to um, have uh, an exit food and beverage experience that is all about um, everything mushrooms. So we are here to talk about the regenerative and nutritive power of mushrooms. And we have amazing, um, delicious beverages and broths and different tinctures. We also show, showcase amazing retail brands and a lot of books, a lot of information on all of this stuff because uh, there's so much to learn. And lastly, we also have um, founded a bioscience company. And this company is called Sancero Life Sciences. And Sancero is a Canadian company. Uh, our laboratory is based in Alberta. Um, so actually not far, closer to you. And uh, we exist to uh, bring forth um, our, our formulations of microdoses through clinical trials to market um, in an effort to replace or displace uh, first line of treatment for depression and anxiety and uh, ADD and ADHD. And we have started our preclinical trials now with, uh, at U of T, so it's a very exciting time. Yeah, that's super exciting. So I just wanted to start by taking a little bit of a deep dive just into psychedelics in general. So just for anyone who's watching who may have heard of psilocybin or as they're known, shrooms. So if you could just talk a little bit about sort of the compound itself. So what is psilocybin and, and how would it be different from what people may have experienced when they tried just shrooms in high school you know, for fun, for more recreational use? Because, you know, like now it's looked at as more of sort of a therapeutic um, modality. So if you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we're talking about um, magic mushrooms or psilocybin, and generally there's an entire uh, class of mushrooms that are psilocybin mushrooms. So there are many different types of psilocybin mushrooms. And when we're working with natural medicines, uh, we always have to consider that some of these different compounds, these different collections of alkaloids that are in these different fruiting bodies of the mushrooms will have different effects. So some of them are, uh, 
you know, will make uh, have a lot of hallucinatory effect. Some of them are a little bit more focused on some, some inward journey, a little bit more emotional, and some of them are, are really giggly. So you have uh, almost similar to what we have with, um, with cannabis, we have sort of um, a, a word that we're used to is an entourage effect. Right. So, you know, all of these alkaloids come together and they create a very unique experience for the user themselves. So I was just reading an article about the hero dose. So they yes. talked about microdosing. So microdosing is um, like, what would you consider? So I microdose. So when I microdose, I take about two to 300 milligrams uh, for a couple of days and then take a break. So what is a microdose to you? Yeah, so a microdose is essentially, you know, anything under uh, what we're saying is 0.4, 0.5 of a dried, uh, gram of dried mushrooms, or, um, you know, that would be 400 or five under 400 or 500 milligrams, um, in your dosage. So, uh, some people find that they need a little bit more. Some people combine it with different things in their diet or take it at different times in the day, and they will support their use through either uh, an increase in the dosage or lessening than that. And, you know, after that, you kind of get into what we sort of call um, a museum dose is sort of the word that's been given to this. Have you heard of this before? No. Yeah, so a museum dose is uh, what we refer to and what I refer to as a minimally effective dose. Mm -hmm. So a minimally effective dose is above your threshold. So technically, by definition, a microdose is subperceptual. It's not hitting your threshold. You're not aware of this. You're not feeling any of this. You might have a sense of something being different, but um, no intoxication in any way in that capacity. And then when you're looking at a dose that's a little bit higher, between perhaps five to under a gram, that's kind of where you fall into that museum dose and other people have different words for it. But really that's um, a social dose where you're feeling that, uh, that uplifting, that sense of creativity is turned on a little bit more. Perhaps there's an enhancement or an enlightening of your senses. And that's where you get into that dose where you're still comfortable to go out perhaps a museum or a park and have you know a nice tea or coffee or a really great conversation maybe a great brainstorming session and those are sort of the more uh, therapeutic doses in, in the lower end okay so a lot of people ask me like what's the point of a microdose like you don't feel it but like why why bother and, and I know to me like my own personal answer is like well I just feel like my anxiety feels less and I feel just a little more up but it's it's hard to describe so how do you describe that feeling of like why bother what does a microdose do so we're talking of that more under 500 milligrams yeah they're sub-perceptible um a way that we can relate to this is considering our a vitamin use you know if you're taking your vitamin d and your doctor says you know are you taking it every day so that you get the benefits of it so when you're committing to a microdose routine or a regime or taking um you know seeing what works for you best we always have to consider what's going on in the background for the microdosing. So really we're looking at incredible neuroregenerative qualities and neuroplasticity. Uh, so what that means is that different parts of your brain are talking to parts that it wouldn't necessarily speak to before. And so technically um, what, what it's doing is sort of lifting you out of your regular way of thinking a little bit, as far as your brain is concerned, as far as those different pathways and how they get to one another and how they speak to one another, so when we have um, you know, all of this great communication going on between different parts of our brains, what we have is um, lifted out of the default mode network, which is what we deem as sort of our autopilot. And so when you lift yourself out of your autopilot, you get a little bit of a shift of perspective. 
our default mode network is very important to us. It is the thing that allows us to drive a car and talk at the same time and you know, know that you know, you're going to get burned if you touch a stove and all of these things. We need this to operate. But when we get into negative um, self-talk loops or um, any negative patterns or routines, those neuro neurological pathways, they get reinforced. Right? So as, as you're reinforcing them, you're, you're deepening those connections. And so they are more of your default mode. And so when you want to lift yourself out of that, that's where you can sort of, you know, you can interrupt or disrupt those patterns or those negative loop talks. And we find that people always relate this um, in reviews and feedback with some sort of light. Uh, you know, we always hear of, uh, it felt like someone turned on the light in the room that I'd been sitting in, you know, not being able to see clearly. Uh, you know, one woman who was an artist said, you know, having a regime and, and visiting the retreat was like someone took her hand and walked her to the sunny side of the road where her art was and where she could see it more clearly. So for everyone, it's very individual, but it is very much a lifting up. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And I, I like the way you put it, because when I tell people, I'm like, it just makes you feel up. And they're like, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, neither do I, but I feel it. And you have to actually do it to feel it. So I'm going to go completely on the other side and talk about the hero dose, which is a, a larger, it's larger than a microdose. So this article I read this morning, um, this neuroscientist talked about his experience taking five dried grams of mushrooms, which he says is 50 times larger than a microdose. So yes. what he said was, and I want you to respond to this and t tell me if this is how um, sort of you've experienced the hero dose. So it's like being hurled into the sun, so blinding in its beauty and intensity that it shatters your mind. Yet in the end, I felt saner than I've ever felt in quite some time. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So you've, I've never done a hero dose. So you have. So first, why don't you walk us through what that experience is like? Because a lot of the articles I've read, people are like, well, you blindfold yourself and you just sort of have this experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us, what is a hero dose? How did you do it? And, and again, we're not endorsing doing any of this. This is just for informational purposes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I luckily grew up in Jamaica, so where psilocybin is legal. So I've had um, right. a chance to do this in a safe, uh, in a safe area, in a safe setting. So we will talk about that. Um, but before I talk about uh, heroic doses, I'm going to talk about just a macrodose because a macrodose is actually just a little bit less than a hero right. dose. Okay. So when you know when we're talking about, you've got your micro, you've got your museum dose, or your minimally effective dose, and then you've got you know about a gram to two grams which is probably where most people land and like I did this thing in high school and I had this experience and I giggled and it was maybe yeah. great or maybe it wasn't or you know whatever the case and that's kind of where you fall into that um, kind of uh, fun zone or a little bit more social or and can start to get into a little bit more introspective as well right. uh, and then over that we're looking at a macrodose and a macrodose is where you get into a deeply therapeutic dose and so this is really anything uh, two and a half grams up to about five grams or so and um, you can do incredible work um, that is very comparable to a heroic dose as well. So some of these things can be very intimidating to people. Mm -hmm. So we always do suggest to start very slow with an introduction, have the um, have done research, have created, you know, have done a lot of preparation for it. So you know, when you're looking at really anything over a gram, you want to have three very important pillars in mind. Um, and, I'll, and I'll explain what the heroic doses experience just after this, but it is incredibly important to sort of look at the uh, ingestion of the, of the psilocybin as really sort of step two, because step one begins with your preparation. Okay. And that is creating a grounded state of mind that is maybe setting some extensions, um, creating a supportive aftercare system for yourself. 
perhaps getting in touch with uh, friends who have that experience themselves, like, uh, you know, someone that you might know that you can speak to about this. Perhaps it's a healthcare professional or a therapist who might be supportive of this journey. Um, but we want to make sure that we're really creating a safe place to go into it because that's going to create this amazing mindset that we have. And when you have a really great mindset going into this, then combined with a wonderful setting itself, that's when we get into our second pillar, which is the set and setting. So our first pillar is the preparation. Our second pillar is the set and setting. And in that set and setting, we're talking about our geography, our physical geography. For some people, um, being in a location where this is something that's illegal might put you in a bad mindset. So really examining all of those pieces around, am I in a safe place? Do I feel good here with the people around me? And then the actual room itself, getting really um, you know, micro-myopic on it, where you're seeing, um, you know, do you have some water and some fruit? Is there you know, low-level lighting and no sort of overhead lighting is sort of ideal? Uh, you know, is there a bathroom that's close by, right? And making sure that you have um, an accurate dose is incredibly important in there, making sure that you're getting your uh, psilocybin from someone that you trust. Um, or you're doing this in a location where they're offering um, legal or, or, or regulated psilocybin. And that dosage and having the correct dose contributes to a great mindset, which is such an important piece. And then the third pillar is really the aftercare. So you separate that into post-aftercare, so immediate aftercare, and then your long-term integration. And that's where you're finding that meaningful, long-lasting change that you can actually bring back into your life. Because a lot of people do say like, I was shot out into, you know, I had this epiphany, I had this experience, and, and how, do I, how do I live after that? How do I integrate that into my daily life to really get the most out of it? Yeah, and I, I think there's a, a bit of a fear around it too. I was reading another article and it was an FDA approved study. And so they were doing 10 grams um, for their oh. and on the, the third session, when I read one of the experiences, it was sort of like, um, I felt it after 20 minutes and I literally felt like I was feeling all the pain that everyone in the world had ever felt in all of time. But then after that, like you, you get through it, but you know, that it really speaks to the aftercare side of it because like, I, I think it, you, you remember what you went through, like you remember it enough to talk about it and, you know, be interviewed about it. And so I think, you know, I like how you split it up into the three steps because I think, you know, this is kind of a new area, but not really. Like it, it reminds me a lot of cannabis in the sense that, you know, even what we see with our own stores, people are walking in and they're like, I haven't used cannabis since high school, which for a lot of people was the 70s, you know, and now I'm ready to try again, but it's so different. You're not just buying random weed off of this random guy. Now, you're, yeah. you know, and so I think obviously psilocybin and all the psychedelics are moving in this way. And I think with what's happening in the world around, you know, COVID and just, it seems like things are falling apart. Like a lot of our mental health issues are really starting to come to the forefront. And so people are looking for things like this. And I've even seen this with, you know, people who are very close to me who really suffered with bad anxiety and then did either a hero dose or started microdosing and like, it's literally changed their lives. And so what, what are your hopes for this industry? Like, what do you, like you're, you're heavy into this. And like, I, you know, I've seen you being heavy into cannabis. Like I'm proud to say I've been able to watch your journey over the last few years. So, you know, thank you. But like as a strong female in this industry, like what are your hopes and, and how do you think you're contributing to that? Um, well, my hope is that ultimately we can make the world a better place through the regulation and legitimization of um, plant medicines that we've known to be allies to humanity for a millennia. Mm -hmm. 
small help. <laughs> um, so really, um, you know, making sure that these conversations are, of course, again, um, similar to, to what we were talking about with the cannabis industry, fact-based, yeah. making sure that we're really managing people's expectations around this as well. Um, you know, a lot of people are looking for uh, an answer to their SSRI use, which is not helping them. And, you know, different combinations of these different psychotropics that you end up taking to manage different symptoms. And then you find yourself going like, what is even happening? I feel like I've got saran wrap on me. I don't even know, you know, like I'm so disconnected. And I speak from experience, you know, I've got a bunch of kids, I've gone through postpartum and it's, um, you know, the, the, first, the first thing that you hear from a doctor is like, oh, well, you just take this pill. And so many of us don't want that and we want a, a better option. So my ultimate hope is that we can create uh, a bridge between um, natural medicines and what we offer people for first line of treatment for this, for these, um, these mental, uh, you know, there, there really is no difference between our mental health and our physical health. So that's really what I want to have the conversation about. You know, all everything that we're doing up here is affecting here and here. Yeah. And you know, we see it manifesting in all of these different um, you know, maladies and symptoms and not feeling well and depression and, and insomnia or anxiety. So if you can really get to the root of a lot of those problems, and that's what people find often with macrodosing or heroic dose, they're really connecting to themselves. Um, something that I do want to make um, very clear is that you definitely want to have a sitter with you or someone that's going to be helping you and managing the container, the space that you're in physically and mentally and emotionally, making sure you can get to the bathroom and all of these things that are, you know, the, the mechanics of it, because you really want to be able to dive in. So, you know, like you said earlier, some people are, you know, blindfolding and um, like, let's just say like maybe putting a light cloth to block the light, definitely not a blindfold, uh, you know, having some soft music. There are many uh, playlists that are available online, okay. but um, many different, um, John Hopkins has theirs online and a few other people have created these beautiful playlists. Music can be incredibly beneficial to the experience. Um, changing uh, a location safely from, you know, maybe sitting inside of, uh, you know, a nice warm space and then having an experience with nature can be very profound for people as well. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of information out there and there's more information coming out all the time. Um, with uh, with respect to how people are reporting their use because we are doing so much amazing science at the same time and we have these preclinicals and so many people are down down the path with the um the fda the fast track the breakthrough trials that mdma has uh, found through maps uh, and then psilocybin as well just shortly after that so we're going to see um access to these in the future and we want to see um uh, you know, no socioeconomic bar barriers to that as well. We want to have different types of access to people. So that's why we're focusing mostly on reaching as many people as we possibly can. That's why we focus on the microdose to have that conversation and then to find the right way through your path of psychedelic healing. So when we talk about reaching out to many people, I know you've started a good mushroom, which is a cafe. And, you know, I think, again, when we look back at our cannabis experience, I think it's similar. Like, I think, you know, we people started different types of locations where you could legally sell things that brought people to congregate and then at the same time educate. So am I taking a leap or is that very similar to what is happening with a good mushroom? And could you talk a little bit more about what that experience is like? Cause I'm not back in Toronto yet, but I will be in a few months. So I'm going to for sure visit, but when I walk into a good mushroom, what's it going to be like? Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, we are here to really provide information and access to the healing, and I said earlier, the nutritive power of, of mushrooms. So what we're doing here is we're creating an amazing community. 
we're going to be having conversations around this. We want to ensure that people who are looking for answers can, can find them. We know that there is not going to be a recreational psilocybin market, and we have no intention of having those kind of conversations around it. But we do know that there are large groups of people who are having integration group conversations already. People like yourself, and I'm sure some of your um, some of your uh, your viewers who are you know trying to find those answers for themselves, and it's often so much more heartening to hear that from someone who has that experience themselves. So if we can help act as a bridge for that, provide information. Uh, provide a new way to look at mushrooms as well. I mean, so many people say to me, you know, I don't like mushrooms. I'm like, I promise there, we have chaga cookies, like chocolate chip cookies with chaga, and they're so delicious. So it's not about, you know, the mushroom as the mushroom, but it's about how can you incorporate these natural medicines into your life and the regenerative powers, the immune boosting powers, the mental health benefits are so important right now, you know, as people are looking at another winter and people are feeling very apprehensive about, um, you know, the unprecedented times that we're having. It's, you know, how can we look at new solutions and support each other? Um, you know, mushrooms are all about connection. You know, we have this underground connection. Uh, mushrooms, really, the majority of them are underground and just the, the little mushrooms you see are the fruiting bodies. So I think there's uh, something in that philosophy of reaching out and coming together because we know that we want better options for our health and our mental health. And this is a nice way to have that conversation. And what kind of food is there? <laughs> well, it's such yummy food. We make these amazing mushroom broths, which I'm going to have to send out to you because you will make like a risotto or something delicious with it. Nice. Kind of like a mushroom dashi. We have an amazing okay. beverage called a mushroom cocktail, which actually looks like a Caesar, but it is uh, kombucha, uh, lapsang, a smoky tea, and um, all of these uh, Roma sweet, uh, spring tomatoes with uh, live spring water, and we've combined it. It's like this beautiful umami flavor. If I drank, I'd want to put it in a Caesar. Um, and then we, of course, have like our cookies and our tinctures and all sorts of things. So we'll be adding some more. Thank you for asking. And we'll definitely send out a little basket to you. Yes. <laughs> and so where in Toronto are you located? So in Toronto, we are at College in Bathurst. We are on Markham Street. We're at 298 Markham. Uh, we're just down the alleyway. I'm looking at it and pointing to it right now. So you just have to follow the mushrooms and you will okay. find us <laughs> down the alleyway. Um, and like I said, we'll be back in Jamaica in November. So um, December will be our first trip, uh, our first open session again. And we just have um, so much passion about what we're doing. Just so, so excited to get back there and, and offer our programming again. Amazing. And so I will put all of your social media links at the bottom of the video once I've edited it so that people know how to reach you and how to find out more about Rise Wellness and Sancero. And please go visit A Good Mushroom. I can't wait to come see you. And thank you so much. You're certainly one of the real pioneers in this industry. So it's been great to just talk to you and learn more about something that I've been like dabbling in for a little bit, but I still remember being in an Italian restaurant with you like years ago and watching you take a bite of a mush chocolate mushroom. And I was like, oh my God, what is she doing? <laughs> but now it's just, you know, you, you've been doing it for a while. So it's just cool to see, you know, how far you've come, but how, how much you've been impacting the world around you in such a positive way. So I feel so blessed to have you in my life. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm grateful. Have a wonderful day. You too.